It's very clear in this gospel passage that Jesus is concerned about the people's hunger, even if that's the disciples might think that he didn't respond to it in the way that they wanted to, that, that they expected him to. Jesus is definitely concerned that the people are hungry. So I wanted to just reflect on our hunger today, because as we're, as we're celebrating Corpus Christi, we're reflecting on this gift of the body and blood of Christ through which he, he feeds us. I think the way we understand our hunger is really important for how we approach the sacrament. So that's what I want to talk about today. And it made me think of um, a grace, a, a prayer before meals that I used to pray with my family. This is, this is one that we had as a tradition. I'm not sure if anybody's heard of this one. It went, um, Lord, bless our lives together, the food we eat, the work we do, the celebrations we have. May we always be thankful for what we have, willing to share our food, welcoming to visitors, and never hungry because you are near. Um, I love my, my nana, who um, wasn't religious at all. She would always go, oh, welcoming to visitors, whenever she came over. But the last line, um, never hungry because you are near, is what I wanted to pick up, because at some point later on in life, I, I then went and joined the seminary and decided that I was holy and had nice high ideas of God, and I thought that I should change that last line. So whenever I prayed it, instead of saying, may we be never hungry because you are near, I wanted to pray instead, may we be always hungry because you are God. Because, you know, like God, God gives us a desire for him, a desire that, you know, can't really be satisfied with anything else in this world. Um, so therefore, we, we should always be hungry for him in that sense. But I think there's two very different types of hunger that this is, this is talking about, the, the way the prayer initially was and then the way that I um, rewrote it to be. And they're both important. So I thought that we should throw out one hunger for the other one. But God cares about our stomach hunger you know, we, we, we need food to survive. There's lots of other basic needs that we have that I would put in this category of stomach hunger. Um, just, you know, there's, there's an emptiness in our stomach and we need to take some food to fill that. That's one type of hunger. But the other type that I wanted to express in changing this prayer is what I would call a heart hunger. A, that, that deeper longing and yearning of the human heart that, that wants to be fulfilled in a way that's, that's it's not quite as simple as just eating something and being filled. And what I would say, the, the essence of that hunger really is that we're hungry for communion. And when I say we're hungry for communion, I don't mean for the, the sacrament of the altar. Uh, I mean communion with a little seed, perhaps. We're hungry for a, a, a unity of relationship, to be, to be known and loved by others by someone, to, to feel at home in relationship, to be cared for and nurtured, to be able to give ourselves to someone and receive their love in return, communion. And that's not quite as simple as the stomach hunger. Because the important thing is that these, these two hungers are met in very different ways. Our stomach hunger is met by taking a thing to ourselves. You know, I'm hungry for... Food, my belly's empty, and I, I take food to myself, and that hunger disappears. Um, but our heart hunger works in a very different way. When we're hungering for relationship or communion or that, that love and acceptance to share with another, that's not just a thing that we take to ourselves. To, to meet that hunger is to enter into something. 
Even we can perhaps find our relationships being um, unsatisfying if, if we're meeting them in a, in a transactional sort of way. I'm just trying to get something out of this encounter. It's not the same as if we're actually giving ourselves in love and in friendship, in relationship. Because to, to find communion means to enter into something, enter into a state of being, into this relationship. And while thinking about that, that deeper heart hunger that we have can be a bit of a frustrating or a depressing sort of thing. Sometimes like, oh, it's just, I, I'm never going to find the fulfillment for this. I feel so encouraged today that, that God is saying that he wants to feed our hunger. Yes, he wants to feed our stomach hunger as well, but he wants to feed that, that deeper heart hunger, that, that hunger for that fulfillment of what we're made for. And, you know, he knows how we tick. He knows... He made us, so he understands what will fulfill us, and he wants to meet that. And I see this in the gospel today because, yes, Jesus feeds the people with bread. They're hungry and they need sustenance. They have that stomach hunger, and yes, Jesus feeds that, but he also wants to meet them in a deeper way. I was struck by realizing these, these first few words of this story that I've, have never struck me before. It says, Jesus made the crowds welcome. He talked to them about the kingdom of God and he cured those who were in need of healing. It's not just their stomach hunger, but he's, he's healing their hurts, those deep pains and achings of their heart. He's talking to them about the good news of the kingdom, stirring up that, that hope that's within them. But I, I just love the idea of Jesus making the crowds feel welcome, as if he's walking around amongst the people, introducing himself, saying, oh yeah, we're going to start the healing service in 15 minutes, just have a seat here, or you know, the toilets are this way if you need anything. Uh, just Jesus making the crowds feel welcome. It's just a beautiful image, because he's not only there to meet the stomach hunger. He wants to feed them. He wants to meet them in the, the far more important hunger of their hearts. And in fact, this is why God has made everything. Everything in all of creation, God has made to draw us into communion. Everything that God gives us is a gift, an opportunity to draw more deeply into relationship with him and have that hunger met. Now, uh, this, is, this is a little bit like um, a gift that I got for my birthday some years back. Um, my brother gave me this gift and I opened up the little gift bag that he'd given me and what was inside? It was a ball of wool. Uh, that was a bit weird, but he said, that, that's going to be a scarf, I just haven't knitted it yet. So then I gave him back the ball of wool, and a month or two later, he came back to me and gave me a scarf. So that scarf is good to meet the, the stomach hunger of when I'm cold in winter, I can wrap it around my neck and I'll be warm. But whenever I wear that scarf, I was wearing it this morning, I'm also reminded of, and I'm kind of in that relationship with my brother. I remember there's this bond that we have, the care that he has for me, the love that we share. It's, it's a sign of this relationship that we have, this communion that we share. And so it is with everything that God has given us, every created thing that's around us, every breath that we breathe, every bite of food that we take, every person that we encounter, that we're friends with. God gives us Yes, to, to perhaps meet some needs in, in that moment as well, but that's an opportunity for us to recognize the giver, to recognize that he's reaching out to us through that thing. It's an opportunity for us to receive that and in gratitude enter into communion 
with him. And this is very much like in the Eucharist when we, we bring the bread and the wine, which is the stuff that God has given us, the material of our lives that God has given us, we give it to him, and it becomes this act of communion where we share life together. But what can go wrong with this, in fact, what does go wrong and is the whole brokenness of our world, is that we can forget about the heart hunger and we interact with all of these things in the world, all of these blessings that God gives us, all the created realities around us. We react with them, we interact with them only out of our stomach hunger. I have some nice food in front of me and I eat it because I want my stomach to be filled. Or I want to feel kind of warmth and love so I enjoy this person's relation, the relationship I have with this person, you know. But I don't receive it as a gift from God. And therefore, we can, we can lose the life, the communion that God wants to share through those gifts. It's like God's reaching out to us with this gift, but we, we snatch it from his hand and it, it loses that, that power to give us life, to invite us into communion. So, how is it that we can open up to this communion that God is inviting us into in every moment? I think it's a little bit like this scarf that I wear that, that reminds me of and draws me into this relationship with my brother. But every time I'm wearing a scarf, I'm not always thinking that, oh, this is a gift from me and he loves me so much and I'm so grateful for it. Um, we would be absolutely exhausted if we tried to go through our lives in every single moment going, thank you, God, for this homily and thank you, God, for that congregation and thank you, God, for this food that I'm eating and thank you, God, for this thing that I have to go to next. We can't just be praying and constantly giving our minds to God in that sort of way. Yes, there's a place for that at times. But a great way of receiving the gifts that God wants to give us and therefore actually receiving the communion, entering into the communion that he wants us to have through it, is by enjoying the gift. With, with an openness of heart, actually being present to this delicious meal that's in front of me or this beautiful sunset that I'm watching. Not just, not just chowing down this meal because I'm hungry and I need to get off to the next thing that I'm going to but actually enjoying, savouring the gift that God's giving me in this moment. Enjoying the beauty of that sunset and just allowing it to really hit me. That kind of generosity of presence and that kind of openness brings us to, to allow God to meet us in communion and not just meet that stomach hunger, but to meet that deeper hunger that he wants to feed in us. Another very important question, though, is, while we're reflecting on Corpus Christi, how does this relate to our communion here in the Mass that we celebrate? How can we approach this sacrament such as to truly be fed, be met in our stomach, our, not just our stomach hunger, our heart hunger? And the advice I want to give you to try and enter into this communion is... Don't receive communion. Don't receive communion. Now, I don't mean what you think I might mean by that. I don't mean don't come up and partake of the sacrament. What I mean is don't just receive communion as a thing that God is giving you. 
This isn't about, you know, God just giving you a piece of communion, you a piece of communion, kind of handing out stuff that we can take and that's nice and I can go away and enjoy my week with the communion that God gave me. Because that's how we interact with our stomach hunger. That's how our stomach hunger gets fed. God wants to feed us in the heart hunger and that means not just coming to receive a thing that God's giving us, but it means coming with an openness to enter into something. And so there's a, there's a word that the church uses to describe this sacramental action that we do, rather than speaking of receiving communion, we can say that to come and consume the host is to communicate. To, res- to have communion is to communicate. Now, this, this isn't the way that people normally talk because it's a bit of a, a kind of jars with the way we normally use that word. But it makes a lot of sense. What this is about is entering into a relationship. And what do we do when we enter into a relationship? There's this, there's this give and take of heart and of love and of thanks. It's a communication. We're bringing ourselves to enter into something and share in life with God as he gives himself to us. Communication makes a lot more sense of what's going on here than just receiving a thing from God. So, when you come to receive the sacrament today, oh, I said receive again, that, that word just comes up because this is how we think and this is, <laughs> this is not what God wants to do. He wants to invite us into something. He's, he's not just giving us a little bit of energy for the week, a little bit of spiritual juice. He's inviting us to share his life. He sees this, not just the, the superficial needs that we have, he sees the hunger of our hearts, the hunger of our very existence to find communion, to find loving relationship and to share in that in a profound way. And that's what God invites us into in the bread and wine of his body and blood. So let's come with an openness to, to allow God to, to do that, <laughs> to do this profound, amazing thing. And let's approach this moment with, with a generosity of heart that we can actually bring ourselves and place ourselves into this reality that God wants to share with us. Not just coming to receive a thing and not just coming with the, the hunger of our stomach, but let's bring to this celebration and to this sacrament, that deep hunger of our hearts so that we can really see how much God wants to meet it and fill it and how he wants to invite us into this new way of being. He wants to invite us into communion. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.